0: I invite you to turn in your Bibles with me to the book of 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, first letter from John, the fourth chapter, verses 7 through 12 this morning. You can find 1 John 4 starting on Pew Bible page 1209. It's almost the very end of your Bible, Pew Bible page 1209, 1 John chapter 4. Here's why I picked this passage for Christmas Sunday. It tells us why there was any Christmas in the first place. What is the Christmas mission? What was the mission of Christmas? If somebody asked you that question this week, why is there Christmas, how would you have answered? Well, there are a lot of great ways to answer that question, and we've sung a bunch of them already this morning. John, in his epistle, has a, has a really good way of saying it here in 1 John chapter 4. John says that Jesus, the Son of God, was sent on a mission. Now those words, sent on a mission, should sound vaguely familiar to you if you've been a part of Lance Free Church this last year. Do they? 51 weeks ago, On the first Sunday of January, I preached a message called, Sent on a Mission in 2016. Being sent on a mission from God has been our theme as a church for all of 2016. It's come up again and again and again. The moms might particularly remember our Mother's Day message this year. Mission-minded moms. Go, therefore, and mother disciples, we said. And then our youth went to a little conference in Louisville, Kentucky, called Challenge. And what was the theme of that conference? Live sent. Because God is Father, Son, and Spirit. We are a family of servant missionaries. We are sent on a mission. Do you like to be sent on a mission? A year ago, I said, I love that sort of thing. Those times when Heather says, Matthew, I need some groceries here's the list, head over to State College and bring back these items or die trying. Of course, she never says that last part, but sometimes it's implied. I've got a mission for you. Now, of course, not all missions are the same. When Heather says, Matthew, would you take out this stinky compost bucket to the compost pile? I don't get that same exciting feeling. Do you like to be sent on a mission? I've got a job for you. Here's what I want you to do. Well, that first Christmas was a mission, but it wasn't a mission first and foremost for you and me. It was a mission for, catch this, God the Son, the second person of the Trinity. And here was his mission to take on flesh. To become a human like you and me. To be conceived in the womb of a virgin. We've been singing about that for the last month. And that is mind-bending. Just think about that. For God the Son to be born as a baby in Bethlehem. And meet Herman the not-so-wise man. Or not. To become God the Son incarnate. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. On that night, when the angels lit up the fields and sang to the shepherds, Glory to God in the highest, rejoice! They were announcing that the Christmas mission had launched. God the Son had been sent. Listen to Luke 2 10 and 11 and think about these words. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. God the Son has been sent on a mission. God the Father is a sending God. And God the Son is a God that's sent. Now why was He sent? Well, John tells us here in 1 John Four, we know this already we're christians we've heard this all before but we're here this christmas morning to remind ourselves once again first john 4 7 through 12 listen especially to verses 9 and 10 for that mission word sent dear friends let us love one another for love comes from god Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and His love is made complete in us. Let's pray together. Lord, whenever I read 1 John, it seems so simple and yet so profound. Simple enough, a kid can understand it but profound enough that I can't comprehend it. This is glorious stuff, Lord, and I pray you would help me to make some semblance of sense of it in such a way that we would get why Jesus came. We know already. We know exactly what I'm going to say this morning. We've heard it a million times. But Lord, help us to hear it with fresh ears and open hearts so we get it again. Thank you for sending your son. We pray in his name. Amen. Have you already opened your presents? I've only got two points this morning. There is so much here in this paragraph, but we're not going to study it all. We did that a few years ago when we went through 1 John. Some of you haven't opened your presents yet. You're still sitting in anticipation of that. So you can go home and share a meal and get some gifts. My family is planning to drive to Ohio after this, so I'll make this quick. I'm only going to point out the two major things about the Christmas mission, why Jesus was sent among us. Number one, the Son was sent that we might live through Him. The Son was sent that we might live through Him. Did you hear that when I read it? In this passage, John is convincing his readers to love one another. Dear friends, he says, beloved, let us love one another. That's his main point in this section. He says, for love comes from God. It's sourced there. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. We could spend a lot of time on those last three words. We're going to say just a little bit more about it in a minute. Love comes from God because God is the epitome of love. And verse 9 tells us that God has shown or revealed His love to us, among us. How? When? How did He do that? Well, He did it at the first Christmas. Verse 9, this is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. Now, does that sound familiar? Do you hear a diff- like, echo of another Scripture verse? When you read that verse, I can think actually of a couple, but this, the one that comes readily to mind is the most famous verse in the Bible, right? What is it? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave. Now there's that word of presence, right? One of the reasons why we give presents on Christmas day is because God gave the greatest present ever. We know that that giving was ascending. It was a mission. He gave his one and only son. Now that's the same term in First John 4, as it is in John 3.16, monogenes, often translated only begotten. This special Son of the Father. That whoever believes in Him, the Son, shall not perish but have eternal life. The Son was sent that we might live through Him. That baby born in Bethlehem was born so that we might have life. What kind of life? Well, John three sixteen says eternal life, life that starts now and goes on into eternity. And John seventeen verse three defines eternal life for us as a relationship with God. Jesus says in John seventeen three, Now this is eternal life, that you may know, that they may know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have what's it say? Sent. Eternal life is a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ that starts now and goes on forever. And it's an abundant life. Jesus said in John 10.10, a lot of of John this morning, right? In John 10.10, He said, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I have come, I have been sent, what? That they might have life and have it to the full. Full life. That's what kind of life we get from the Christmas mission. But for us to get that life, Jesus had to experience death. Look at verse 10 of 1 John 4. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent, that's that mission word again, sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Christmas is about Good Friday. We didn't love God, We actually hated Him, but He loved us. And God demonstrates His own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ was sent to die for us. Verse 10 again, He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice, a propitiation, Greek word, hilasterion, for our sins. What's a propitiation? It's a sacrifice that makes God propitious towards us. Where He reconciles everything and makes things right again. Where He he satisfies the, the righteous demands of His justice on His own Son. For us to have life, Jesus had to experience death. The baby born in Bethlehem was born to die. We can't just ooh and awe over the baby. It's not about sweet baby Jesus. It's about who Jesus, that sweet baby, grew up to be and what he did for us. The shadow of the cross looms over the manger. The Son of God wasn't just sent to be sweet baby Jesus. He was sent to give himself as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Here was the mission. The Father sent His Son to His death. So some missions are less desirable than others. Some missions are less painful than others. Let us not forget in the sweetness of Christmas how painful this mission was. Jesus not only emptied Himself of His glory, but He took the form of a servant. Philippians 2, right? Jesus, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. That was the Christmas mission. A Savior has been born to you, and to do that saving, He will die for you. The Son was sent that we might live, him. Have you come to place your faith in Him? If you have not, I invite you to do so right now. Don't let this Christmas go by without finding new life in the Son of God who was sent as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And if you have put your faith in Him, rejoice and live your life in Him. I think that also includes the idea of living your life for Him. That we might live for Him. A life of discipleship, of obedience, of doing what pleases the Lord. He's given you a new life and He wants you to live it for Him and through Him. As the choir sang this morning, Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Mild He lays His glory by, born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth, new life. The Son was sent that we might live through Him. Number two and last, the second reason for the Christmas mission, the Son was sent that we might love like Him. The Son was sent that we might love like Him. Look at verse 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we just saw how He loved us, we also ought to love one another No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. I was surprised. I was surprised when I read that verse this week. Because John doesn't say, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love God. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. but That's not where John goes with it, is it? He says, beloved, since God so loved us by sending his son on the Christmas mission, we also ought to love God one another because he's shown us how to do it now is that easy you can talk back to me this morning is that easy to love one another no including christians just because we're fellow christians doesn't make us adorable (laughs) but god's kind of love is the kind of love that loves even enemies So you don't have to be adorable for me to learn to love you. I don't have to be adorable for you to learn to love me. We've been loved by God. So we can love one another. Is that a line from a Christmas song? Steph sang it last night, right? Truly He taught us to love one another. His law is love and His gospel is peace. Chain shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. We won't continue to oppress each other if we know how we've been loved. We love because he first loved us. How are you doing at that? Did you expect to come to church this morning and be told, it's Christmas, love other people? You need to learn to love others better. The Son was sent that we might love like Him. Not perfectly. Love is hard for finite fallen people like you and me. But we can learn to love truly. We can love others. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It is not rude, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. That's hard work to do that. It sounds great when you read it. Hard to live out. But that's how we've been treated by God, right? He just What I just read from 1 Corinthians 13, that's Jesus, right? Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus does not envy. Jesus doesn't boast. He's not proud. He's not rude. He's not self-seeking. He's not easily angered. He keeps no record of wrongs. He doesn't delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. He always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Jesus never fails. He's shown us how to do it. It's our job to follow his lead. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Where do you need to grow? In love. What aspect of love needs some work in your life? Who are you having trouble loving these days? It's going to be different for different people here. But I probably, you probably had somebody's picture come up when I asked that question in your head. To whom do you need to show love to this week? That's our Christmas mission, right? The Son was sent to show us how to do it, and now He calls us, get busy with love. Because we have new life in the Son, we are called to live lives of love like He taught us. Not lives of hate, not lives of fear, not lives of indifference but active love for others. Paul said, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. That's not easy. But that's our mission. Because the Son of God accepted His mission to seek and save us when we were lost. Jesus lived, sent. And so should we. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I'm now sending you. And you will know, they will know, the world will know that we are his disciples if we what? Love one another. The world's not going to say, oh wow, you got a bumper sticker on your car that says, Jesus. I know know God sent you. The world's going to know. Not because you said it on Facebook but because you showed love to your brother when it wasn't easy and the world said whoa that was different look at them forgive each other look at them be patient with one another look how they treat one another god's in there somewhere tell me about him tell me about your savior who loved you like that and taught you to love others As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Not exactly the same, of course. We aren't all called to die on the cross for other people's sins. But we are all called to share the good news of great joy that comes from the Savior who has been born to us and we're called to love others in His name. Amen? On the last Sunday of 2016, we are again reminded that we are sent on a mission of love. But we are sent on a mission of love because the Son was first sent on a mission of love for us. And joy to the world, the Savior accepted the mission and He came.